Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's go out to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. We welcome in from Cleveland.com, the multi-talented... Hayden Grove. Uh, Hayden, first off, uh, before we get into the serious stuff, I want to thank you. Uh, last night, Rebecca and I had an unbelievable time at, in Strongsville, and you were a big reason why. I appreciate that, my friend. Thanks for coming. I'm glad I got to see you, and uh, I'm sorry it wasn't longer, but um, always just good to see your smiling face, and Rebecca as well. No, it was it was great. We People thought I was like a head of security there, which is a problem because <laughs> so I, oh I, I couldn't guard anybody. But no, uh, Hayden, fa- fantastic, fantastic uh, entertainment and whatnot. Just an excellent time. I let off the show today, Hayden, reflecting back on the – in fact, I became sad talking about the 2020 uh, Browns playoff run and this is wild card – super wild card weekend – and this was going to be, you know, the Browns Steelers. And the Browns are not in it again. Uh, what do you think the Browns' second year in a row not in the postseason? Um, what do I think about it? I mean, um, I think that, you know, a lot of things have happened over the last two years. Obviously, the year before, Baker got hurt. Um, that certainly dampened their chances. And then there was kind of a locker room divide about Baker and Odell. And there was just a lot of drama that year. And then, uh, I think that kind of caused some issues as well as the quarterback play. You know, Baker was not good enough and he, you know, knew that being hurt, um, but he went out and gave it his all. And then this year, you know, you had Jacoby Brissett in the game and, and you know, for the first 11 weeks, you had the whole uh, Deshaun Watson kind of distraction, if you will. And then the defense came out and started not playing well, but you, and you thought they were going to play well. So it's been, it's just been a, a bevy of different things. And it's, uh, it, it is unfortunate because I think that, you know, we can all see the talents there. And I think that we can all see that, you know, we got great players and miles Ch- Garrett, Nick Chubb and um, you know, Amari Cooper and you know, so many others. So I think there's a lot of talent there. It just hasn't come together and uh, it's unfortunate, but you know, next year, there's no excuses next year. This is, this is about winning. You know, you don't have Deshaun Watson suspended anymore. You have well, some cap space to work with. Um, you know, you got a, you got a new defensive coordinator coming in. So it's time. It's, it's time. Yeah, let's focus it on the defense here to start. Again, with, with Hayden Grove of Cleveland.com, Anthony Alpha here with you. So, on the defense side, what should, and, you know, you mentioned the big names, been mentioning it all week as far as the names. What exactly should the Browns be looking for uh, from their new defensive coordinator? I honestly think more so than even scheme, I think it's just a culture driver, right? Somebody that 
um, has a little bit uh, of a you know tough demeanor uh, to kind of counter counterbalance uh, to Kevin Stefanski. I think you need a little more toughness on the, on that side of the football. Um, you need somebody with kind of that hard nosed mentality, but also again just a culture driver, a guy that's going to lead. Um, you know, maybe more vocally than Joe Woods did, a guy that's going to be um, just kind of bring a different attitude to that defense and make sure that that defense is locked in at all times. Because again, we saw it this year. There were discipline issues through, uh, across the board. Um, you know, things were happening that not, needed not to happen. And um, you had all of that kind of distracting from the main point, which is playing good defense. So I know that they came together at the end of the season and they played a little bit better, but I think they just need a new culture, a new voice, and I think that's the most important thing uh, for this defensive coordinator. Do you think the, there there's too many nice guys on the defensive side of the ball? Like, <laughs> I, I, like I, I don't mean as like you know, like I don't I don't know them personally, but we've been hearing reports like in the locker room, like you know, everyone's like even killed, and you hear like T.J. Watt. You know, we had a DD on earlier the week, like T.J. Watt. You want to stay away from T.J. Watt on game day. You think something like that, whether it's from the defensive coordinator or another player, there needs to be more attitude in the defensive uh, locker room. Yeah, and that's what I mean by the culture driver. You know, that's what you want from your defensive coordinator. He's got to set the tone. Because unfortunately, and God bless him, Miles Garrett is not going to set the tone. Um, that's not the player he is. That's not the guy he is. He's not that attitude, you know, kind of player. He's a guy that is elite and does it his own way. Um you know, you look at Denzel Ward, same kind of deal. Elite player, but doesn't really have that, you know, nasty attitude that you, you want for a defender. You know, you look at the linebacker situation. I think that Anthony Walker was a huge loss um, from the standpoint of leadership, and I think I hope they bring him back. Um, but I think you're right. I think that they I – don't, I don't know if it's too many nice guys. I, don't th- I just think that, you know, there's not – uh, and then this might come off wrong because you're scared of Miles Garrett, right? When you're, you're game planning for Miles Garrett, but there's just not a guy, a lot of guys that you're like scared of on the Browns defense. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Oh, completely, completely. Yeah. Like just yeah. from an intimidation standpoint, and right. that's really been the the main debate. Is like you know, offensively, you look at certain guys as like, oh, I gotta, I gotta stay away from that guy. I gotta, you know, Bosa. I want no parts. What? I want no parts. Yeah, and it's, it's it's a little bit different. Uh, Hayden, how would you look into HaydenGroveCleaver.com with us here? How would you evaluate Deshaun Watson's six games on the field in, in comparison to your expectations? Um, and compa- I think my expectations were uh, off, if that makes any sense. Um, I think that I kind of thought that, you know, once Deshaun would come in, the offense would look really different. Things would kind of open up. And that was not the case. And maybe I, maybe I just over kind of looked how they had to kind of get him back into game shape and get him get back into game speed. And honestly, that's why I would have played him in the preseason. I would have played him every game in the preseason. I would have played him, you know, maybe without the exception of one, one game, I would have played him in every preseason game just to get him ready. Because, again, Jacoby, yes, you wanted to play him like a starter in the preseason, and you should have. But then let Deshaun come in just to get that game speed, to get those game reps, to get that good timing. And he didn't get it. He only played in one, uh, you know, for two, uh, two drives, and he was horrible. So I would have played him uh, to get him that, that game speed and that experience. But uh, I think my expectations were a little lofty. And to, 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 give, the, to give my um, thoughts on Deshaun Watson, I thought he was average. I mean, again, it wasn't what I was expecting, but also he wasn't terrible. There were great moments where he was able to avoid the pocket uh, or avoid the pressure out of the pocket. 
Um, he made some really, really clean throws sometimes, and sometimes, you know, that rust was still there. I think the arm talent is certainly there. You can see it. Um, I think his ability to move his feet is still there. You can certainly see it. So I think there, everything that you want to see, you saw, but you just want to see more of it, and you want to see it more consistently. And I, I was just thinking here about Deshaun and what he's had to do. And you brought up a great point. I, let me capitalize on this for a second. He goes in that Jacksonville preseason game. Just, it, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible yeah. the way he looked at the yep. preseason game. And then that was basically it. Yep. Like, like just to think about, you have to, uh, among other things that he's going through off the field, on the field, he had to hang his hat uh, on that performance from the preseason, really for what, two, three months? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're exactly right. I mean, he did not get the reps that I thought that he needed. Um, and I think that would have definitely helped things, you know, when he came back, especially if they knew they were going to start him when he got back, I would have played him more. I would have played him in every game, maybe not played him the whole game or played him a lot, but I would have played him in every game. And that's not what happened. So, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, you can't go back and change history, but this season, there's no excuse. He has no, he has no, um, no suspension. You don't have to worry about, you know, balancing him with Jacoby Brissett. You got to go, you know, he and Kevin Stefanski got to get together and really, really, really just hammer out this offense the way that they want it. And I want to see it. I want to see it from day one in mini camp and training camp. I want to see it from day one, you know, no excuses, all, you know, hundred percent, all guns blazing. What do you think of Clowney's apology to Miles Garrett? That's absolute BS. I'm sorry. I like Jadavion Clowney. I appreciate what he did for the Browns. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good guy, but that's bull SHIT. If you ask me, because here's why. Mary Kay Cabot, who is my colleague, specifically asked him on multiple occasions, okay, are you okay with me writing this? He said yes. He knew he was on tape. He knew he was talking to Mary Kay Cabot. He knew what he was doing. You cannot sit there and go say that, that um, the, what was the verbiage she used, that he was taken out of context. Mm-hmm. He, was not taken, he was not taken out of context. His words were not misrepresented. I, I, I'm sorry, Jadavion, that is garbage. That is absolute garbage. That makes it look like less of an apology. It's okay to apologize to Miles Garrett, but I think now he has to apologize to Mary Kay Cabot because that is ridiculous. Again, he knew he was on. He was knew he was being recorded, word for word, verbatim. What he was being said was written. So that is garbage. Absolute garbage. Uh, so when I say here, uh, Hayden, uh, as a son and a parent, I want to yeah. fully apologize. <laughs> that no. was enough for you. That was it. Yeah, I mean, you know, as a son and a parent, yeah, I, we're all we're all sons of or daughters of somebody, right? I mean, that's kind of ridiculous to say that, but you know, as a parent, okay, I get. But also, like, just then, why do you have to come back and and say what you know? He, if he would have just said, as a son and a parent, I want to fully apologize to anyone I offended, specifically Miles Garrett and his family. Um, as a man, I have reached out to Miles specifically to apologize. If you got rid of the my, my words in the locker room were not only taken out of context and misrepresented, it's a different thing. I would have said, you know what, good for him. Wait a man up and, and take the blame and, and, you know, apologize. That's not an apology when you say my words in the locker room are not taken out of context but completely misrepresented. I mean, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think just overall, just the way, you know, things, the way that you know, this happened supposedly, what, October and yeah. Kevin Stefanski and the coaching staff seems like they were not able to deal with this at all. And that's that's part of the downfall of this season, Hayden. Yeah, that's alarming. It's alarming, isn't it? I mean, why is he still in the building? Honestly, I mean, 
like I said, Jadavion's a very talented player. I think he's a good guy. He was a good guy in the locker room. Everybody appreciated him and liked him, and he was always, you know, laughing and smiling with the guys. But at the same time, if you're taking plays off in the NFL and you're trying to win football games, especially at a critical juncture, that Ravens game was a critical juncture of the season where you're trying to win games, you're trying to get in the postseason, and you're taking plays off just because you're upset. There's no place for that in my mind. And if there is a place for that, it's because there is, you know, communication and things are being talked out. Miles said that they didn't talk about it. Um, as a team, they didn't talk about it pretty much out with Miles and Javion and Chris Kiffin. So Miles is right. Communication is a huge issue with the Browns, and it's got to get fixed because you cannot have stuff like that happening. I don't think I would have Javion Clowney on my team after that happened. Um, I would have let, I would have, you know, wished him well and, and, and the best wherever he may have gone. But that's uh, that's just unacceptable behavior on an NFL uh, roster, in my opinion. Hayden Grove of Cleveland.com joining us here. Anthony Alpha here with you in the barbershop. Let's move over to. Ohio State, and uh, I'll just revisit uh, what happened. It's midnight, and the kick is missed, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and that and that was it. But I mean, well, your thoughts overall on Ohio State, the the way they played against Georgia in the semifinal, and the way Ryan Day approached that football game. Well, first and foremost, I was um, I was really disappointed because I would have gone to L.A. and I, I, I would have enjoyed that trip out there if Ohio State made that kick. So, um, but they, I got they're over not tailgating. I'm over that. There's no tailgating. There was no tailgating. I know, I know, but still, I would have been out there. It's uh, I it, I would have been out there for work, and it would have been fine, and I would have enjoyed the sunshine. You know, I I was going to see some friends and everything. But anyway, I'm over that. I thought Ohio State played really, really well, um, and I, I was proud of the effort that they had. Um, against a really, really good Georgia team. You know, it was obvious after the national championship game that I think at that point in the season, Ohio State and, Michi- or Ohio State and Georgia were the two best teams in the country. Um, Michigan, very, very close third, and gave the game away to TCU. But, um, you know, I-, I think that the C.J. Stroud, his legacy was on the line, and he played as well as he could have. I could not have asked for more from C.J. Stroud. Use his feet amazing throws, got out of the pocket, was locked in. And I think when you, when, when Marvin Harrison goes down and you're, you're big, your best target, you know, that, that not only gets rid of your best target, but it also puts more pressure on the other target. So that whole situation really just, it really bit him in the butt. And I feel horrible for Marvin Harrison Jr. Because again, he was trying to make a play on the ball and then they take away the penalty. I'm not trying to make excuses, but it's, it's just that, that turned the game around. It completely did. Um, and it's it's sad because I think Ohio State probably cost himself or got, was cost a national championship because of that call. Um, but you move on, you move forward, and you, you're proud of Ryan Day, the effort that he had. I thought he called a very aggressive, very smart game. I thought he was very, very prepared for what George was going to throw at him. So I think Ohio State has a good one in Ryan Day. I know we can talk about Michigan, and you know we should. You know he hasn't beaten Michigan over the last two years, and that's simply unacceptable in Columbus. But the way that he coached against Georgia, you have a good one there. He's just, you know, and you uh, you elevated Brian Hartline to the offensive coordinator. I want to see Brian Hartline bring in some more aggression. I think if you're Ohio State, you just got to play aggressive football all the time, like you did against Georgia. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of uh, to see what Ohio State can do here. Hayden, we have less than 30 seconds before we wrap. Uh, so Ryan Day will have another opportunity to coach against Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, correct? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I mean, Ryan Day will have an opportunity to coach against Michigan. I don't know if it's Jim Harbaugh. Oh, boy. That, that's that's going to be something. Hayden, again, thank you. You were great last night, you know, with the entertainment, and you were great here today. Thank you again, Hayden. 
I appreciate you, Dole. Thank you, man. Have a great weekend. You too. You too. Hayden Grove of Cleveland.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.